Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and thank you very much for joining FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Today is Monday, it's the 1st of August. My name is Russell Shaw, I'm a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Joining me as always is my fellow Senior Market Specialist, Nick Tsaboros. I'm going to bring him in in a moment. Just before I do, just want to remind everyone that um, the conversation that Nick and I will have is really just that. So please don't take it as investment advice. And I would urge you to um, listen all the way to the end. We'll have our regional disclaimers right at the end. With that all said, let's bring in Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, Russell. Good to be back uh, to talk markets in what was a, a very busy week last week and, and another interesting one um, that has started. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I was away um, on holiday last week. I, I missed a big one there, Nick. You and I have already had a, uh, a discussion just uh, going through. A heated, a heated one. <laughs> it's certainly, uh, what I think we can say is that the markets are extremely difficult. I think that there is um, a lot of information to, to digest and, and, and try and get to the bottom of. And I think uh, we can probably start, Nick, um, Let's talk about the big announcement last week, uh, the Fed, which was last week, Wednesday. What were your thoughts yeah. around that? Yeah, so just to, to mention uh, a few facts, what they did is they hiked by 75 basis points again. Mm-hmm. Uh, markets had come to expect that, that despite some brief uh, um, you know, pricing for any of bigger move, um, uh, but they had come to expect uh, the 70. Uh, base points. So now rates are at the highest since 2018. And yeah. to a range where Powell said is neutral, what they think of as neutral. Um, and that he did point to uh, more hikes ahead because they said that they need to go to at least moderately restrictive level. And we know by their previous, their last uh projections that uh it's anywhere between 3.25 and 3.5 percent uh median is 3.4 percent i'm talking for the end of the year so yes. essentially they have around a full percentage uh sorry uh, yeah a full percentage uh point to to go essentially pretty much yeah based yeah. on that plan i was taking a look at the uh at the fed funds futures and yeah it looks like they've got another uh 100 uh, still to go. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think we get the fifty uh, in um, in the next meeting? So listen, based. Uh, I, I'll take a step back. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we the Fed has definitely communicated pretty clearly for better or worse what they're gonna do now. Uh, and but Powell was criticized for for being too specific uh, because he didn't end up doing uh, a seventy-five, which he had said he wouldn't do it. Actually, two seventy-five. Uh, basis points hikes, which he had previously said he wouldn't. 
but this time around they uh, changed that. They did not give specific um, guidance. They said that uh, they will go meeting by meeting. It will be data dependent. Yeah. He he did not rule out another unusually large increase, but said that it it will become appropriate to slow uh, the pace of increase. As essentially, the, the you feel, policy has tightened a lot. Do you feel perhaps he was a little bit off script, or you? Um, so I feel he was a little. I'm not sure if he was sort of um, flustered by by the questions, but my feeling is perhaps slightly off script. So I'll tell you if uh, they they're gonna go rates to let's say median three point four by end of the year, uh, they're gonna slow down, and markets do see this uh, this path. They, that's where they, they see rate by year end. Um, and uh, so if that's where they're going, for me, it's an okay reference, let's say. However, what I do need to say is that uh, the dollar dropped mm -hmm. uh, right after this uh, this reference about uh, the lack of forward guidance and the meeting by meeting stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know, I don't think it's off script. The thing is though that it will be data dependent because we have two months ahead. For me, what he tried to do is prepare markets for a less aggressive Fed. I'm not going to say Dovis because even if they do 50, we cannot seriously call this Dovis, right? I think. But it would make sense for me to, to see 50 based on what they said. Now, what they said, is it going to be valid in two months? That's a completely different thing because we have many data points. We have two jobs reports. We have three uh, inflation reports, uh, essentially by that time. So it's it's a lot, uh, and I think he sort of wanted to not put himself in a corner again. And from this respect, I think he did do a good job. Well, I think I think again from this respect. Yeah, yeah. I think I think cancelling the the Ford Gardens was probably um, for me the, the 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 best thing to come out of this because. I think that's got them into all sorts of, of trouble um, in terms of how the, the market interprets um, the communication. So um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the way the market reacted. I'm, I'm actually quite concerned, but of course, as you say, you know, a lot can happen between now and the next meeting. Uh, there are a lot of data points. And in fact, we did have a data point the very next day, didn't we? Yeah, so one other thing that uh, um, was discussed there is the whether the U.S. economy is in recession. He said that the U.S. economy is not currently in recession. In general, he was defiant around it. And, and he's right about that because he said that there are so many areas of the economy that do do well, he said, mm -hmm. uh, and highlighted the labor market. So given this, it's hard to be in a recession. It makes sense. And GDP may not be the best indicator essentially even uh, if uh, in, in such a large economy uh, and interesting enough is Biden had said the same thing uh, that we're not in a recession a few uh, President Biden a few a few days ago so the message the message was clear however uh, a day later we had the the US GDP for the second quarter was which was minus 0.9 percent right. annualized Q2 and it was hot on the heels of the minus 1.6 Q1 reading. So two consecutive um, contractions, 
Uh, I don't know. That tells me something. Yeah, well, that, that <laughs> is, we, we know that, that is the definition of a technical recession. But as you say, wait a second, are we simplifying something that is yeah. actually quite complex? And, and I think yeah. that's a valid point. So yeah. in terms and, of and the for- definition, yeah, maybe, maybe a technical recession, but I think there are pockets that um, we can turn to and, and debate this. Yeah, and also that this is the first reading. Okay, it's on the filer. We're going to have a revision. We're going to have the final. So it's probably early to, to, to talk of a recession since it's just the first reading. But it, it sort of shows the, the problems, uh, I think. Um, so, yeah. And, and also, I want to uh, bring another point that was discussed uh, last Wednesday on the press conference. Uh, is Although they sort of it was less aggressive. Um, the Fed was less aggressive than Mr. Powell in terms of the future hike path. Their priority remains uh, bringing inflation doubt, down. They, they didn't leave any doubts around that. Yeah. So um, how this plays out, Nick, I think is going to be um, really a, um, yeah. an academic study at, at some stage because um, since then we know that um, the markets have loosened up considerably, given yeah. that we want to control the inflation. That, that, that's what I'm really concerned yeah. about. Yeah. So the thing is, yeah, the markets did really well. I mean, the stock market, the US stock market. And it makes sense because uh, he essentially pointed into a less aggressive tightening path, mm-hmm. while at the same time uh, playing down uh, fears of recession. So markets like both of those things. <laughs> Now, so I, said, I, I think, yeah. You, you said, let me just, uh, you, you said that they fo- focusing on the inflation, um, which of course brings in the uh, data point on Friday, doesn't it? The, yeah. the, the core PCE. Uh, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. If you, if you have a point no. there to finish, please, please go ahead. But I'd really like to get your opinion on, on the PCE as well. Listen, so the, 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 like the, the Fed's tightening cycle is, is super aggressive, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but has it worked? No, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it just hasn't worked. Yeah. It's not something that we didn't know, though, because we've talked again how essentially the Fed, for me, the Fed did not create it, created it either, although it did contribute, but it definitely cannot solve. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had uh, the PC, the... Uh, personal consumption expenditures uh, figures on Friday. So the headline was 6.8, mm-hmm. which is uh, the highest since January 1982, uh, from 6.3 prior. And the uh, core PC was 4.8%, which uh, they both were higher than expected and higher than the previous. Of course, the core PC is uh, lower than their peak a few months back. I don't remember the exact figure now, but uh, it was high. And remember, the CPI was also super high. Yeah, and, and we so, must just say that the PC is obviously important because that's the, the metric the Fed uses, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Although that's, the CPI is probably what people care most about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, and specifically the core is what they, the, the core PC is what they target. And, and I think just, just to mention here, yeah, Nick, of the course, uh, the core is at 48 the, the target's 2%, isn't it? The, the, the average is, yeah. uh, is, yeah. two, is 2%. So, so there's still some work to be, to be done there. De- definitely. 
Um, you know, the... we're talking about this. Uh, there is a lag, and that's why they're talking about the possibility of a policy mistake. Maybe it has already happened. Maybe it will happen on the other side that they're going to push too hard on on tightening. And given the lag, they're going to end up keep tightening uh, past what is needed and all this uh, this conversation. Yeah. So just, just to um, reiterate that question. So there's that transmission mechanism, and we just need to see um, how it's playing out. Uh, so it's almost, it's almost, if I'm understanding, it's almost like, it's okay, we, we, we've, we've pushed back. Let's now see how it flows through and yeah. we're regrouping. And uh, if we need to, we'll, we'll go again hard. Is, is that kind of? Um, yeah, and, 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 it's not, and, and it's not an exact science, you know, and, and yeah. Lagarde actually, I think, uh, said, said something to, to that effect uh in her last uh, press conference i mean it's not like we push a button then this happens we push another button then that, that happens I, I think i think i think uh paul alluded to something similar on wednesday yeah. as well um yeah but you've mentioned lagarde so perhaps we can just cross over the the pond so to speak um there was also data coming out of uh, the eurozone what, what's yeah. your thinking there so uh, we had uh, the, the GDP figures. So preliminary Q2 GDP was at 4%. It was uh, uh, worse than the previous reading, the Q1 reading, the final, which was uh, 5.4. But I think 4% is, is strong growth. It's respectable, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Especially uh, how, how sort of um, close uh, Europe yeah. is to the, to the geopolitical conflict in Ukraine. Exactly, it's super exposed. For Germany, in particular, is probably more exposed exposed with the whole gas situation uh, and, and all that stuff. Uh, and there we were a bit softer, so it was uh, 1.5% from 3.9 prior. Uh, so I think overall, it, we have to view this as resilient. And that for me begs the question, why so much focus on the prospects of the European uh, economy uh, hitting a recession and thus the, the ECB uh, will be dreadful and won't be able to hike and, and all that stuff. Uh, you know, there are some conversations that uh, I don't know. I mean, why do we focus so much on the problems of Eurozone and not on the problems of uh, the US economy? So, uh, but, but I think we can call them resilient, the numbers. If the, and of if course, the, we had inflation also, right? Which yeah, we, so that's yeah, what I was going to bring up. If, if, if the GDP is resilient, given the CPI, um, uh, is there, is there going to be potential um, 50 basis point hikes in the ECB's, um, I guess, arsenal? Yeah, again, it's the next one is September, mm -hmm. based, on, based on what we've seen from the ECB and uh, on some comments after the the liftoff, I think where we are now, for me, another 50 would make sense. Um, just, to, to just to draw that home, um, sorry, I did um, step in a little soon. Um, CPR was, was very high, wasn't it, Nick? I mean, let's just... percent but, but uh, again, it, it's been going higher and higher, so no surprises there, I guess. So, but that's preliminary, right? 8.9, that's yeah, preliminary, preliminary. But, but even yeah. the, the, the final, uh, it's going to be high. Probably, yes. Yeah. Um, I think that the, uh, what we'll talk about it in a, in a moment, just that we've tackled the GDP and CPI out of Eurozone. Be interesting also just to get our, 
opinions on the PMRs that started today. But before we get before we get to this week, just to tie sort of tie out um, or complete last week, any earnings yeah. that perhaps. Um, Yes, so it was a massive week uh, for earnings, ma mainly uh, for the for big tech in in the US. Uh, all the rest of the funds reported. For me, two three that stood out was uh, one that was Amazon mm -hmm. uh, because it did post another, it did take another hit on its uh, bottom line, another net loss uh, back to back, but it offered solid forward guidance uh, for. Um, uh, for its revenues over the the next quarter, um, and that uh, creates some good market sentiment overall. Um, it, the results were less bad than feared, definitely. Uh, Apple also uh, was a bit. Let's say again, again, I think better than feared is is the, is the correct expression, um, and uh, they. They too offered a bit of an upbeat guidance. I mean, Apple did not offer specific guidance, but they see an acceleration in year-over-year -year, um, revenue growth. So these are and, some, and, that, and that's important. It's, it's really yeah. forward guidance plays a, a huge yeah, role in sentiment, exactly. doesn't it? And now yeah, also and one of your favorite companies reported, of course, um, Ford. Yeah. What 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 Ford, happened? Yeah, the legacy automaker. So the thing is, we had like over the past couple of weeks, we had many companies doing sort of good or good on an area or good in general, but there were some uh, uh, bad um, uh, areas, let's call them that. But I think for to totally killed it. Uh, revenues uh, short, uh, it returned to profits. Uh, it's pushing on uh, the electrification front. They're looking to go to 2 million uh, electric vehicles uh, per year. Uh, Incredible. In 2016, but they're 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 pushing on all fronts. Uh, so overall, I think uh, that was one of the best uh, reports uh, we had last week in terms of uh, what was announced and the figures. And uh, let me say this uh, now: the next week, in terms of US, it's a bit let's say slower. Mm -hmm. uh, for earnings, mm -hmm. we have uh, the two ride-hailing um, uh, rivals, Lyft and Uber. We also have um, uh, Airbnb, uh, which is interesting given you know how uh, we see the travel industry and the tourism industry uh, pushing forward. Uh, right. And we also have Alibaba as well. And then we have quite a few from uh, from Europe. We also have. Uh, BP, uh, the energy giant. We have some automakers like BMW, uh, Lufthansa, also from Germany, the airliner. So there are quite a few things to watch from Europe as well this week. All right, and of course uh, we'll be keeping an eye on the on the sentiment um, out of those results. But yeah. just want to steer back to the um, to the economic uh, calendar. Um, we've mentioned. Uh, perhaps we just start off with the, the PMRs uh, very, very quickly. Um, so the Euro, Eurozone GDP better than expected. Um, just the manufacturing PMRs, a little bit disappointing today? Yeah, we saw some contraction on the European side. Uh, UK was uh, stayed about 50, which is the separator for what's considered. 
and then expansion and i know you'll be looking at the us figures right yeah so the us for me it's it's generally a services economy and um, so the ism services that comes out on wednesday so i'll be looking at that with some interest. and we have seen markets reacting to uh uh such um, releases recently uh, although probably not so much today but uh they're definitely sensitive let's say data point yeah yeah absolutely now it's, it's also a big week um we've got the, the job numbers on fridays but before we get there we've got two um central banks don't we yeah one of course <laughs> is the bank of england yeah it's on thursday so once again we go uh into that meeting not with let's say some ambiguity around what they're gonna do uh so funny thing is that they have they, they were essentially one of the first that began hiking rates right. they've been doing it since uh december but they've gone no more than 25 uh, basis points although we have seen dissenters in many of those uh meetings now right. there's questions where they're gonna break uh with convention and uh, maybe go higher uh, for a 50 and this is probably created from Bailey's recent comment like comments like a couple of weeks back uh, where he said that a 50 basis point would be among the choices uh, but he did warn that um, it's not locked in uh, now we've discussed around uh, the BOE's guidance again here <laughs> Yes, we have. <laughs> uh, and uh, they don't have they don't have the best track record. Uh, so it's it's tough going into that meeting. Yeah, so I think um, you know, even when we looked at we looked at two different calendars, one, one said 50, one said 25. So there is a certain uh, yes. scope scope there. And uh, I yep. guess it's just worth mentioning at this stage, um, if anybody is looking to trade the BOE, just it comes with heightened risk, doesn't it? As most, but probably a little bit more <laughs> here. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to also say that, um, and this goes to what you said, we also uh, expect the updated economic projection, which is essentially more data points that markets will go through uh, during the decision. And I will say it again, uh, like, I mean, I, can, I cannot make sense of the BOE statements. They have so many things there. Uh, even the last statement was it Dovis? What is it Hokies? I still to this day do not know. Uh, whereas you go to the to the Fed and you read the statement, everything is clearly stated, uh, and you know where you are. I just yes. had to, to to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, even when we saw those fifty basis point dissenters, um, at first glance it looks like hawkish sort of dissenting, but you could. Also look at it as they're looking to front load because they might not have the opportunity to do it further on. So it might be done. Yeah. It's very, very difficult to, to actually come up with a, yeah. with a what, what, but, what's, what's the thinking behind it. But again, they, they, have, they have hiked like nowhere near uh, what the Fed has done. And the Fed has been doing it since March and they have been doing it since December. <laughs> so and, and, and pro, pro front loading is probably not what they're doing yeah yeah so 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 i mean there's rampant inflation there i think that they yeah. the dissenters wanted to front load i, I would yeah. suggest but um exactly. i guess the 25 basis points was the decision yeah. although they do on. have a, a tough job that, that has to be said yeah now 
that's not the only central bank. Of course, before that, we have uh, the RBA. What's your expectations there? Yeah, so it was a little bit late to the whole tightening thing, but they've moved quite aggressively. Uh, so they hiked by 50 last month, and they did point to more. Probably it's going to be 50. Of course, we're going to have to wait and see, but based on the uh, projections we see uh, on the economic calendars, they do give 50. It does make sense. Uh, I think that they have sort of the, um, the luxury to be aggressive because uh, we've talked about before the US, the Australian economy is is quite strong. Uh, the labor market in particular is at a very good, uh, at a very low unemployment, um, solid GDP growth, healthy. And uh, we also had inflation last week figures for Q2, which jumped at 6.1%. It's at least two decades high, so uh, they definitely uh, have the basis to continue uh, their hikes and uh, the ability based on uh, the economy. That's what I think. The what I think is going to be interesting there. So, fifty basis points is the forecast. I just wonder at the back of my head, scope yeah. for surprise there. I'm not sure, but you know, we saw other commodity-based economies, aka Canada, you know, come up with a surprise. I'm not suggesting yes. that one way or the other, but it, it is sort of ticking there at the back of my mind. Um, what about NFP Friday? I actually think this jobs, uh, I think these jobs numbers are probably more important than we realize. Um, what's your thinking there? Well, Again, I think I think if we do not if we do not see a huge break from expectations, an outlier, I think nothing is going to change. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's also going to be about the unemployment rate. It's, it's at three point six, which is very very low. Um, so if we start to see there things worsening and we get a somewhat bad print. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how markets react to that. And of course, then how the Fed reacts. reacts. Exactly. I think that with the Fed, I mean, they, they communicate inflation, inflation, inflation. And um, again, I'm not quite sure where the emphasis is. Um, we, if we get weak job numbers, does this flummox them even further? That would be yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, so definitely want to, and it's on Friday as usual, so it's going to be a nice round, uh, round yeah. up to the week. The forecast there, Nick, do you have that? Uh, we've seen some 250s. 250. 250. Yeah. Oh. The, the thing that 250 is that it doesn't probably leave much room until the negative territory. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of increasing at a de yeah. decreasing rate, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it, it's sort of trending lower, but, uh, but we're going to have to see. Uh, but the thing is, what happens if we get a really bad, you know, print? Uh, that's that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I think that's the whole conundrum of a stagflationary environment. What do you do? I think it is terribly difficult to be a policymaker in this environment. And um, yeah. it really is, I think, going to be, you know, one yes. to and study, you know, in the yeah. textbook. And I so. think, we've, we've talked about it before, there, there's some wasteful thinking 
like we sort of hope it's gonna things are gonna turn out well yeah. from the numbers, not only from the Fed, from other as well, but definitely from the Fed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Fed, the Fed seems to be implying that yeah. it's going to be a soft landing and um, or softish, or softish, right? And and we kind of said, well, there's a question mark there, so we're just going to have to watch it very carefully. Yeah. Nick, exciting anything, week. Absolutely. Anything else on your list there, Nick? Yeah, that's most of it. It's a lot already. <laughs> exactly. Nick, it's been fascinating. Uh, we, we've gone through a Thank lot you. and I um, appreciate it as always. I um, want to just remind our listeners to um, just listen all the way to the end. We're going to have the regional disclaimers in a moment. Uh, Nick, thanks very much. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye now. FXM Limited, www.fxm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 69% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXM Australia. You can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our PDS at www.fxcm.com forward slash AU. FXCM markets. Losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses or other information contained on this podcast are provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice.